What on earth is that? It's a Journey in the Comics Network production! The following podcast, scheduled for one fall, is for the Journey into Wrestling Podcast Tag Team Championship. Cero miedo! Because the Warhorse will fight until he brings his last breath. I got the whole damn world in my hands. Your arms are just too short to box with God. You just made the list! But the man is back. Daddy's home. Ricky ain't about just taking titles. I'm about taking this up to another level that you've never seen before. I'm a wildfire burning across the countryside. I am Napalm Death. Welcome to Villain Enterprise! No more questions, not that damn What's up, WrestleManiacs? Welcome back to an all-new episode of Journey into Wrestling. Here we are. It's been three goddamn months, but it is episode 104. The boys are back in town. The club is back together. We are feeling oh too sweet today. But as the Podfather Nate here joining me today, I have not come alone. Welcome once again, the man, the myth, the legend. Bullet Boy Buckles, how's it going? Oh, man, it has been way, way too long. We get more of an off-season than the wrestlers do. Oh. Well, no. <laughs> unplanned, unplanned, you know. No, uh, no, uh, just been busy as hell, man. Uh, we've had, what's what, a three-month hiatus? Yes, sir, it's been exactly it. three. And I've, I've got some things to say regarding the hiatus, because I've been continuing to watch some of the programming. I say some, <laughs> but uh, it's been a wild roller coaster. We I think we picked the perfect week to come back. Uh, yeah, was... we picked Nate's fantasies to come back to. I told you guys these kind of things might come to light. I, I just kept saying, you know, if I believe hard enough, some of this shit could actually happen. And here we are. It's you know, 2021 I've... and things just got crazy real fast. You know, if that's if that's the way we're going to take this, if that's like. If, if we're going to continue on this whole, like, willing something into being, I'm going to have to get off the show because I need to will Jessica Alba showing up in my apartment for the next three hours. Five seconds. <laughs> and then two hours and 55 <laughs> seconds of tic-tac-toe or something of that nature. He shows up. Hey, what's up? I'm leaving. Bye. <laughs> You're just like, whoa. So, like, so I got to ask now, because we've been off for three months, we got to explain why there's been a hiatus. I mean, we both just been working our asses off. You've had your new job. You're working like crazy. I'm working like a dog that's working for Jeff fucking Bezos. Like It's busy. It's busy as shit. <laughs> Congrats. He very eloquently summed up. We've been gone because work. And also, it's sometimes been like, we'll try to plan things and things will get 
like, in I can remember, the way. I can remember if you want a good example of this back in May, uh, beginning of May, uh, or actually uh, even a couple weeks prior to that, like uh, beginning of March or April, rather, April, um, you went and got your COVID shot. And we were going to record that night, and you texted me like, dude, I feel like shit. This shot's kicking my ass. Let's hold off on it. So we did. I think it was your second shot. And like the next week, we're getting ready to record. I'm like, dude, I got my shot, my, my first shot today, or my second shot today. I feel like shit. Let's not do this. <laughs> I'm like, and it just kind of like, it just kept, life kept happening. Life keeps getting in the way. And, you know, it just kind of give you a chance to recharge your batteries a little bit. Um, and like, I've actually, and we'll talk about it here in a bit, kind of taken a bit of a, of a hiatus from watching some wrestling. Like I've, I've had some interesting experiences with it over the last couple of months. And part of the hiatus for me was not really knowing what to say. And I, I'm going to get into it here in a bit. Well, I mean, I can really get into it here. Um, if you just want to dive into it. Sure. Let's do it. Um, was really, I don't have notes for today. I haven't, this is, this is more free form kind of a, a reintroduction uh, second act, if you will. Um, I tried to keep up on, even when we were recording, doing the live tweeting of Raw and SmackDown and all that, like I have been, until I got to the point where I didn't, I was not enjoying the shows anymore. Like there's a span of, and really it's still going, a span of about a month and a half, two months, three months almost now. Raw is fucking terrible. Like, and, and I don't say that as a, I'm making fun of it in joking sense. Like, I can't watch this. Like, I would turn on the show, try to sit through 20 minutes of it and turn it off because I can't deal. And like, this is making me actively and not enjoy wrestling. This is making me actively not like this. And that shit kind of hit me, actually. Like, it, it, it bothered me. It, like, I've watched wrestling long enough, and obviously I'm the junkie that watches hours and hours of this shit all the time. But it bothered the hell out of me that not only was I not enjoying it, I didn't care. Like, it wasn't just that it was bad TV and I was, like, something to make fun of or whatever. I couldn't come up with a reason to watch the shit. It was genuinely going to be a waste of your time because you would have been spending more time. Like, it... I, I was trying to find reasons to enjoy the show, like reasons to want to watch, and I couldn't come up with anything. And when you're when you're like actually looking, actively looking for a reason to want to care about stuff, and it's just not there. And to be fair, SmackDown is better almost by default. The Roman Reigns thing has been fun. The Roman Reigns character is the best thing in WWE, and there's some good to be had there. Um, the Bianca Belair thing coming out of uh, WrestleMania has been fun. Raw is a dumpster fire. It is a dumpster fire in the middle of a tire fire in the middle of fucking Marilago. It's awful. It's awful. Wow. It's awful. That's bad. Um, like, I, I know you're not much on keeping up on WWE shit. You haven't been, and I don't blame you. I mean, from afar, I do kind of tune in, and, and, well, and like, I, you know, I started to watch Money in the Bank. I probably watched two and a half matches and was just like... I, you probably watched more than I did. I, I was, was like, I the, okay. I caught the last two matches. Um, the only thing I caught was the women's Money in the Bank, which, okay, Nikki Ash winning was cool. Um, and then now she's cashed in, which is, okay, cool. But at this point, why does it matter? You That whole question of why does it matter can be applied to Raw in general. 
Like, if you look at what's going on over the last few months, what, why? why what's, what's the point? Bobby Lashley is your champion and has zero charisma. Like, he is, he is uh, like, watching Savage Hulk if Savage Hulk was bland as hell. Like, he's big, smashy, but... Okay, it's, it's like uh, the Professor Hulk going back in time in Endgame and going, yeah, this all seems superfluous. But I don't know, whatever. Yeah, like uh, I guess yeah, I'll smash yeah. some things. Yeah, ah. yeah. Uh. and he's fighting with Drew McIntyre because we can't not have Drew McIntyre in the main event scene for a year. And I, this is coming from somebody who likes McIntyre, but he's played out. And now he's doing weird like A and E history bits on all of his his promos. It's not good. Um, you have Miz and Morrison doing some stupid gimmick with pool toys um the women's division you have dude fucking dewdrop. you have piper niven one of the best female wrestlers on the planet coming out in pigtails backing up eva marie who couldn't wrestle her way out of a cardboard box she couldn't wrestle if you put an n64 controller in her hand um deep cut to no mercy yeah you showed no mercy uh you have alexa bliss with adopting the Bray Wyatt character because Bray Wyatt just deuced out. <laughs> he yep. hasn't been on TV since Mania. Um, you have a focus on Matt Riddle and I, I get that some people dig him. He's a great wrestler. Every time he opens his mouth or appears on screen, I want to die. <laughs> I hate him. You just want to go, ah! Like, it's... it's um trying to think of a good it's like i understand why people like him i can see why it's construed as funny but it's so grating and annoying and just out and out stupid that i just want to choke him i once i very badly want somebody whenever he's on screen to punch him in the face yeah i mean here's my thing i feel that we could uh trudge through the mud of wwe's badness right Mm-hmm. And I think we could talk about their product all day, but nothing has changed. Literally, we left three months ago, and we were saying, "What this product is the, bad, right?" Yeah, but the range is one of the few things saving it. Okay, there's no, which there's no tag, nothing there's has no tag division. There's no, yeah, nothing has changed. But one thing, one thing has changed. One oh, has changed. you first. They have, we have fans again. That's you not the thing that actually changed that bothered me. They had a mass exodus of talent. We're going to get to that. And I wanna, I wanna, in our a, time away. Thing. No, no, we can't gloss over it, though, because in our time well, away, you got to think. WWE cut seven top champion level stars. Stars, yeah. bro. Not Main just event. not Main just event. your fuck. Not Main just event. your Zack Ryder's. No offense. Not just your, uh, you know, your Brian May, you know, uh, Brian Myers, you know, no, no offense again, but like, not just jobbers is, the, is what you're getting. We're at. talking about guys who can carry entire organizations, bro. Like the the big names you're going to hit here, you're looking obviously at Alistair Black. You're obviously looking at Buddy Murphy, uh, maybe to a lesser extent. The big name that's going to really drop people's jaws is Braun Strowman. Andrade. Um, Andrade, yes. 
and I'm even struggling to name some of the some of the others. Uh, uh, you had the Iconics, the two, both the two cut. Iconics, both Iconics. Uh, 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 Ruby Riot, local girl um, to you. Mm-hmm. But uh. in and all with this nebulous uh, budget reasons as the as the excuse for it. Um, to which you know might be true. There's, uh, I think Nick Khan is the the new man in charge over at WWE headquarters that's making all these decisions. Who, I guess, doesn't give a shit about the product itself. He's just doing stuff, which a lot of people think maybe WWE is going to be for sale in a few years. I have no idea. I'm not a businessman, so I don't know. I like how Tony Khan jobbed Nick Khan over the rumored New Japan, like WWE working new with New Japan. He's like, yeah, that's not going to happen. The Forbidden Door already swaying in one direction. It doesn't swing yeah. in all directions, bro. Uh, it's swinging pretty wild right now. Well, we're getting to the revolving lazy we're, we're Susan of there. wrestling doors, but we'll get there. <laughs> the forbidden lazy Susan. There's your episode title. <laughs> I'm sending that to you now. <laughs> um, I do want to touch really quickly. Again, the one of the very few things that's good in WWE. I, honestly, I, other than NXT, I don't want to spend much more time on WWE. I really don't. Like Biggie win. Biggie wins the uh, Money in the Bank. Great. Roman Reigns and Edge have a few. Great. Um, Nikki Cross wins a title. That's good. Too the late, gimmick, though. Well, I, I don't know because the gimmick is is so it's so cringy. The, the almost a superhero thing. You I, mean I, it's her dumbed down version of Mighty Molly? Well, I. I on the one hand, I want to shit on it because it's it is that cringy and it is the dumbed down Mighty Molly and all that shit. However, it's also apparently something that she put a lot of work into and she pitched and it was her idea. So I can't really falter for that. It's just not my cup of tea, and I keep waiting for the rug to get pulled out of her right right from under right ah, right out from under. I mean, I think that if listen, if I'm Nikki Cross, which is what I'm going to call her, um, she was better as Nikki Cross in my humble opinion, but uh. I think that the thing that would be amazing to do is to have character development by turning her back heel eventually and villainizing this hero, you know, maybe have her. And here's the way you do it. Here's the way you do it. That is not a planned like, oh, my God, she betrayed X and now she's a villain. Right. Because that's like the trope that they always oh, yeah. do, you know, comes out with a chair. She's going to save her teammate, turns around and smacks her teammate in the head like, God dang, you know. But my thing is, what if? Alexa comes out and she's like, Nikki, I need to talk to you. It's very important. And trances her, uses her 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 funhouse magic, and that's what sets her on this dark path, similar to what Bray did, did to, to Alexa. So it's like continuing you know, the cycle. It builds a story, I think. The sad thing is you you say, you know, you want to see her turn the gimmick to a villain and go the the pro wrestling trope. You know what the first thing that popped into my head? Uh -oh. She's going to turn the, the superhero gimmick into a villain. She's going to come out wearing a, a symbiote and eat somebody's fucking brain. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki Venom. <laughs> um, Ven Nikki. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> you win that round. Um, I, I do want to touch on the most recent Raw really quickly before we, before we get away from it because it is indicative of how much bad shit we've had. Because you have Charlotte versus Ripley for the title again. Now, granted, they had a, apparently had a really good match at Money in the Bank. I haven't seen it yet. 
partially because I didn't care because I have no interest in watching Charlotte period good bad and different I don't care I have no interest it's in watching tired. that character on TV anymore it's she's the female Cena and not the good kind not the good I want to see him wrestle not the guy that they've got coming back now but no it's the character has not evolved in all this time yet it's still in the main event picture one of the one of the things that uh, I remember about early Cena when with with his, which is what you're re- reflecting on is like he comes out and every time John Cena came out, you're like, well, fucking title changes hands right now. He's obviously gonna win. Like they're building it to him being this star. The the sad thing is the reason it's it's bad isn't because that necessarily happens. It's because you feel that way when she comes out. It, whether or not they do a title change, and more often than not, they don't. She doesn't win every match. You know, she doesn't, she's not getting booked to win everything. But the perception is that every time she's on there, uh, here we go again. And that's, that's, that's stressing. That's, that's tiring. Um, and they're killing the Rhea Ripley character in the means, in the meantime. Um, I mean, and then that's also their have, MO, bro. Their MO is character is. destruction. Yeah, that's why you bring back for Keith every, Lee. For that's every, why you bring back. Go ahead. That's why you bring back Keith Lee after a what five month hiatus. Yeah, unexplained, big pop. Everybody's happy to see him, and they get not only gets his ass kicked by Lashley, gets buried on the microphone by Corey Graves. She goes like, "Oh, he's been completely ineffective here," and then just deuces out when they bring back Goldberg again. Second time he's had to do that because he did that for Bobby or for McIntyre as well. So Keith Lee, guess they don't care. And then on the subject of bringing back people or bringing in people to completely cut their legs off, we have Karrion Cross. Hey, random debut. Hey, we didn't even get any warning before the night. We just got a vignette saying, hey, Cross is going to be on the show tonight. Oh, cool. Oh, here's Jeff Hardy with no more words, which apparently that's a big deal. I don't know. Whatever. I, I, I wasn't there for Hardy's main event run, so that song means nothing to me. But here's Hardy, who's been jobbing for the last four months. On his way out the door. <clears throat> seemingly. Uh, and then he beats Cross in like two minutes. You're undefeated, unbeatable, gladiator NXT champion. Deuces. Like two minutes, fluky pin, whatever. It's so bad that when they taped NXT over a couple nights ago, when Cross was on screen, the NXT crowd, who is traditionally a very Homer crowd, was chanting Hardy at him. They had to retape the segment. Jeez. Oh, and they bring him out without, without uh, uh, Scarlet, without the smoke machines, without anything. So completely ruining the mystique of the character. That's pretty much all he's got. Karen Cross isn't the best in-ring technician. He's aura. He's presentation. Which is fine. It's pro wrestling. It's what you're supposed to have. Yeah, except you can't just cut a guy's legs off like that. But I digress. No, Vince is like I was going to say, like for every five stars WWE creates, they kill 25 stars in the process. It's, it's just baffling. It's it's baffling and it's disheartening and it makes you go, why do I watch? Why 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 do I care about this? Well, we care because wrestling's about to get real interesting, Buckles. Let me uh, say... We care because we want to care. While we, care. we were gone, you have been spending some time, and you know what I'm about to do right now on the screen, on our Twitter, on our Twitter. <laughs> You've been spending some time on that Twitter, and guess what, Buckles? Guess what? 
we had a I had a post that went somewhat viral yesterday. You had <laughs> a pretty viral post, and I only know because my phone, while at work, would not stop blowing up. I'm like, dude, what did you do to these people? So, so here's the cool thing. Um, for all the shit that I talked about Raw, and and really, you can apply most of it to SmackDown uh, because really the only saving grace for SmackDown has been Roman Reigns. I have been not live tweeting the shows because I've not been watching them. I'm not being enjoying them. I have been watching uh, AEW. And even then, like there's been times where I'm like, you know, it's cool, whatever. I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's better than what the other shit could be. So I'm, I'm just, I'm here for it. This past Wednesday, this week's uh, dynamite was more fun than the last three months of wrestling put together thousand percent agree yes. whether it's pay-per-views no matter what promotion you work that was fun from the uh the for opening match being uh hangman and uh no no jericho and uh jericho and spears yep which again why would you care about spears but hey it's fun then you get nick goddamn motherfucking gauge i knew I that was gonna that. pop you i i I came, I was like looking, I was looking at my, my uh, phone. So I was live tweeting something at the time. And when he starts an NGF, go, Oh, he stabbed somebody and he's robbing base one. He's no, I'm, I, my I first thought was, I'm pretty like, sure new no. Jack died a couple months ago. Like, well, I mean, what? I know who's, I know who they're, they're acting like it's to talk about Nick Gage, but like, I know that AEW supposedly wanted to get Gage in the casino battle Royal uh, a while back and couldn't make it happen for whatever reason. But that's on pay-per-view. That's on something where you have a paywall. That's where you can edit th- or you can get away with swearing and some of the shit that Gage does or says. But no, Nick freaking Gage. That's how MJF calls it. That's what they have to call it on TV. It's Nick fucking Gage. The man, the king of this shit, Nick fucking Gage. On live live network television uh there's a, another tweet i sent out the guy on the uh, bleep button the next week he's gonna have to be like <laughs> right right on that motherfucker the whole time because gage will not stop talking during a match and it will not stop swearing i guarantee you that and the look at jericho's face of oh shit <laughs> like not even not even like oh man that's a big promotion that's the undertaker it was like that dude's fucking nuts. What? <laughs> but, bro, in these labors, because this one thing we need to talk about, while we were gone, the Pinnacles become a big thing. They've been obviously going up against the Inner Circle, and there's been this great turmoil. Jericho just wants to get his hands on MJF and kind of mirroring Jericho making, who was it, OC? It was, it, it was MJF making Cody. Oh, MJF making, that's yeah. right. MJF made Cody do the labors the last time. Yeah. That's right. And, and, and there was the lashes and all that. So this time he says, you know, the first one is the chair match with the chairman. He gets used a chair. You don't. Awesome match. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yep. Then you get this and um, it was no DQ against Gage. Yeah, of course. Of course. Of course. No, no rules match. Right. So here's the thing, though. They pull a double clever that no one in like even when we were talking, neither of us said this and it hit me, bro. They just brought Painmaker Jericho back amidst okay. all this New Japan pro wrestling stuff. 
at um, the same god dang time that we've got all these factions really starting to bubble to a fevered pitch. Well, it's very first interesting. Off, first off, I have to make I have to make mention of something. The the, the pain maker character Chris Jericho will never not make me laugh. It will. I I, I get the entirety. The, the purpose of it is to be his hardcore persona, and you know this is what this is the crazy hardcore Jericho, whatever. But to me, and I I think I put this up on Twitter as well. Mom, can we have the crow? We have the crow at home. And it's just Jericho in the pain maker costume with the shitty, shitty looking little weeping thing. It's like, oh god, he's trying so hard. I love it. Um, it's it's dad by Jericho rediscovering his love of Slayer. Um, well, all I'm saying, bro, is they are about to ignite torches across. Like literally, <laughs> I feel like WCW is like the what not to do against WWE. Like he single handedly took them on, spent all your money, didn't do it right, had decent right. storylines, had good talent, but did not push the future. Right. AEW is like, hey guys, and I've been saying this. I've been saying it for for over over, over a, a year of us doing the show together. Like, if you're gonna beat WWE, you have to get everybody else together. Literally, everyone else. Like, it's it's literally the bully on the playground mentality. There's the one giant dick. He's being rude. Everybody wants to beat him up, but no one's got the guts. So they all decide, you know what? Let's all work together and we'll beat him up. It's like Thanos. It's like the fight in Infinity War, except for instead of Peter Quill coming down and losing it and being like, this is my plan. Just want you guys to remember that. And then like, where's Gamora? Like all that, instead of all that drama, it's like just, you know, Doctor Strange walks down. He's like, what's up, bro? Let me just portal. Cut your hand off, and we have the gauntlet. Game over. Peace outside. We win. Uh, I just think of the uh, end game where you have, and this is to your credit, uh, the on your left scene from end game where everybody portals in, and here comes NWA, and here comes Impact, and here comes MLW, and here comes New Japan, and all this shit. Um, sorry, and also heavy ADD moment. Like, There's this giant dick. I'm like, did you shoot him into space? I, um, hey. <laughs> I'm going to make Bezos jokes all night. I don't care. Um, he's bald. He looks like a penis. Stop it. It's true. <laughs> um, you, had, you a while back mentioned this whole idea of everybody coming together. And right now we have that territory, the, the revolving door, and the, the, the uh, forbidden lazy Susan really is open because you have Impact, who recently had the debut of Jay White. New Japan uh, pro and wrestler recruit, and yep. uh, head of the Bullet Club. The Bullet Club, recruiting new members of the Bullet Club in Chris Bay, fighting Omega, who is obviously AEW. Um, on that same show, you have uh, Mickey James, late of WWE. We didn't even get into all that shit with her. True. I'm not going to. But now has booking power at NWA recruiting Deanna Peraza, the Impact Champion, to come to MWA. For this tournament she's putting on. Right, for all the whole uh, all-female uh, pay-per-view. Meanwhile, uh, you know the woman who's been half-carrying the women's division at MLW, or at, 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 uh, um, Impact? at MWA. Oh. At uh, NWA, just got signed officially by AEW. Santa Rosa. Yeah. Um. It's and, and we also have Hikuleo from New Japan. The U, uh, New Japan U.S. title has been defended on the last three shows. 
You have the Never title showing up on Impact. You have all kinds of crossover shit, and it's awesome. It's great. And it's only just beginning. Think about some of the stuff that's going to come. Think about the fact that we could have an Okada Omega rematch on American soil at, Mm -hmm. let's say, double or nothing. Mm-hmm. Just throwing it out there, or let's say have some of these a- AEW stars headline Wrestle Kingdom. What was this be? Fifteen, sixteen? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't remember. Um, you could have your. I, I would love to see, and I don't know if it'll ever happen, but a super show. Have a super show where you have Impact, you have New Japan, you have uh, AEW. Hell, bring in MLW if you want. Bring in NWA if you can. Literally have as uh, many dream matchups as you can put together. Honor. Like Ring of Honor would. It's like there's there's so many relationships that are being built and existing that it's it seems like a pipe dream that one on the one hand because you have way too many competing egos and things. However, it's getting more and more feasible every day. And there's two new names reported. I've been saying it. I've been saying it for 10 damn years. Ain't I been saying it, Miguel? Well, well, one of them. uh, The two names. One of them is completely out of left field for me. And it's the one that seems to be more likely at this point, actually. You have, and this all came out again Wednesday. So the same day we're having all this Nick Gay shit. We haven't even gotten through that full show yet. Correct. Or, Or the end of that show, which. Yeah, we haven't even gotten through most of that yet. But earlier on in the day, we get rumors first that CM Punk may be close to signing with AEW. Uh, we don't, and that's all we hear. But there's no, there's no uh, sources. There's no like. There's a lot of places reporting on it. And let's clarify but, real quick that Punk said a couple things in f- a few different interviews here, where he said, you know, on the oral sessions with uh, Moxley's wife Renee Paquette, like he yeah. said, it's not about money. It's about an interesting story and something that's going to draw new him back into wrestling, right? It's, he wants new matchups and he wants interesting stories. And guess what? And, Every yeah. single person not working for WWE just became available for dream matchups with CM Punk. Just yeah. saying. Um, so Kenta, there's, <coughs> there's there's no there's no confirmation there yet. Obviously, no confirmation yet because all we've heard is that he's close to signing and that they're they're talking and that. No, no pen to paper yet that we've heard. Now, let me kind of counterbalance that, though, because somebody else being signed, and it's almost been guaranteed this rumor is real, that's, that's is coming out of left field. what is actually pushing me to believe the other rumor is more likely, and let me explain. So, we also got news. Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan for you WWE fans, is going to AEW. He has already signed his multi-year contract with that we company. Have- Nothing confirmed. Nothing Nothing confirmed, confirmed, but multiple sources reporting this, and it was blowing up the internet, right? And the biggest thing was he wants creative control. He wants to wrestle for New Japan. He wants interesting matchups, okay? Again, here we go. All the things he wants AEW can offer. I have to say that both of these come out of left field to me, and and everybody's wanted to see CM Punk go to AEW ever since AEW was even announced. It's just been – there's a connection there. Everybody wants to see it. I thought he was more likely to come back to AW. I, I thought it. I thought you mean WWE? No, no, no. I mean, I thought if he's going to come back at all, it's going to be to AEW. Oh, gotcha. And, but I thought he would come back at some point. 
Like I always thought at some point he's going to have, he's going to show up on one of these shows just for shits and giggles, just for the, the even if it's just in the crowd, just to rib the fans. That could be, I mean, I just to throw a, just to throw a promo out and say something, just goof around with some of his buddies. I think he wants to scratch the itch. Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson. I never, I didn't expect even when his contract ran out at WWE, because that's what happened. He didn't get canned. He didn't quit. His contract ran out and he refused to sign a new one. Uh, reportedly, he wanted to work out a deal with New Japan with WWE and that fell through. And that's where the talks with Nick Khan and all that right. rumor with the right. Forbidden Door really kind of sparked. Right. So I thought I didn't see uh, Danielson going anyplace else because I thought he was done. I thought this is him, you know, riding off into the sunset to go be his go be a dad. But you got to so, think, man, he has a whole second career ahead of him. He, he does, but he's also had two kids since that second career. And that's been what he said. He, is, he has come out and said on TV, in interviews, that he wants to be around for his kids. He wants to be a dad. He wants to be there with them. So when there was no news from him, like as soon as his contract ran out, I thought, well, you know, maybe this is – and then would it surprise you at all, knowing what you know about Brian Danielson, the, not the wrestler, but the person? Would it surprise you at all if he just let it, he just rode off into the sunset? No. He's That's very it, humble, it, and he would be very yeah, – it would that, be so like him to it, just, like, not even announce him, yeah. his retirement and just yeah, be done. It, it fits. It fits him. He already had so, the emotional moment in the middle of the ring when he was on top and didn't want to retire. Yeah. Now he's not in the sunset, I wouldn't say, but I think – he got. And he got to go out on his back like any wrestler would, putting over reins. Yep. So, at Mania, the biggest match you can have. So, for the announcement that he's damn near got pen to paper, okay, that's coming way the fuck out of left field. I'm for it. Well, and it's beyond that, though, because they've also, they're tied to this rumor, and this is something that is very important to note. When this rumor came out, literally a part of the rumor stated that his debut will unquestionably be by September 22nd, which is the AEW Super Show in New York, mm -hmm. right? It's it's if you're not going to debut him at, double, at All Out, which is the next pay per view in Chicago, if you're not going to debut him there, that's the next logical place to do it. You're not going to have him show up at Fight for the Fall, and you're not going to have him show up at you know, Road Ranger or whatever. That's a name that you are putting some real weight behind. So yeah, the first New York show, and that's where it's already affecting their booking. Like it's already that they're booking their sales. The amount of t the tickets for that show have already they're not sold out. The New York show hasn't sold out yet, but it's. I mean, tickets are going fast. Um, the Chicago show has already sold out. All outs already sold out. All but, three of those days sold out. Yes, but. Um, the price on the secondary market for those tickets is skyrocketing now because it's in Chicago. So if Punk's going to come back, that logically makes sense. But going back to this past Wednesday, so we've got all these rumors happening and nothing confirmed on any of this. Let us let me throw the caution tape out there. Not This is all hearsay. No matter what any of us have to say, nobody knows until anything happens. And as soon as the CM Punk thing came out, it got stopped. Like there was no further information. Period. There hasn't been since. So not true. I'm just saying there's there's no Punk. It, did you see what he tweeted? I did not. Oh. All right. 
So bear in mind that anything that Pug says is sarcastic as hell and must be taken with a grain of salt. It's not words. That's why I believe it. Still. It's not words. It was a black screen. And it was a very, very specific music. And I'm going to pull up this very specific music and probably get copyright infringed on our show. Because they're going to be like, why do you play this music? I mean, you're not playing music. You're playing a tweet. No, I'm not. Well, yeah, but um, here, you'll know it right out the gate. Maybe if it's, is it going to just start playing or is it an advertisement? It's a commercial, of course, ladies and gentlemen. We have Yay. commercials. So let's, Yay, YouTube. <laughs> gotta love commercials. Yay, YouTube. Is it for Raid Shadow Legends? No. I've never heard of Raid Shadow Legends. That's not ever really a thing that's Here come across any screen I've seen before. And then the tweet said one thing, the last ride. And let me tell you, if there is ever a storybook Chicago moment in the history of professional wrestling. No disagreement. Okay. And let me let and then let me let me counter double counter back on that with one last little mini thought. The Daniel Bryanson thing saying that he's gonna be debuting by it didn't say on, it said by September twenty second. Leads me to believe Punk will probably show up at All Out or at Rampage because it would be huge to do Rampage being one of their earliest first shows. That first night, Really blowing the doors down and then people going, now I have to tune into All Out. What the hell is going to happen? And then have DB show up to, like, counter Punk. Like, who do you think you are? You run here to try to start wrestling? Like, you thought you could escape me, bro? Nah. See, I don't think you're going to. That's just as I don't think you're going to have Punk and Brian interacting that much. Just because they want new matchups, just because I agree, but there's on, one match. That's, no, I trust me. I have a DVD of them of their greatest matches here in my apartment. I would love to see them go again. However, I don't think you're going to see it right off the bat. Fair, fair point. But I also kind of see how they did Matt Hardy and Christian Cage. So it's a similar vein of where maybe it's different because they're going to both be debuting similarly. But how cool would it be? Hold on. Yeah, they they did Matt Hardy and Christian Cage six months after Cage debuted. I guess that's true. It wasn't right away. My bad. (laughs) Yeah, like it's. It It just feels like it was right away because it's still fresh. But here's the thing Um, with Punk. Yeah. He and Brian, when they were both in WWE, should have headlined WrestleMania 30, and I said it way back then, before WrestleMania 30, before Punk left the company even, I was saying, Punk, DB, Iron Man match for that title has to be your main event. You're two top guys of the time that are like your Rock, like your Austin, but instead, Vince focused on the past too much and drove one of his best guys out. So that's literally money that was left on the table in a moment that was left in time. If you just say, hey, here's the thing that WWE never did. They never really properly gave these two a brilliant feud. It was all minimalistic when you think about it. They had a couple different feuds, but it was nothing that really was a year program. A year-long program like Triple H and, and, and Batista or like a year-long program. Dude, how, like- long, how long did the, the, the feud with or the, the, the program with Punk, Brian, uh, AJ Lee, and Kane last? That lasted the damn near the better part of a year. Did it really? 
it felt like it. <laughs> Bro, I don't. In, in some iteration, yes. Yeah, you might not be wrong, honestly, on that. That went on for a long time. Because you went from having AJ being the crazy girlfriend to GM by the end of it. Weird. Yeah. Super weird. Um, the only thing I want to say about that punk tweet is I all of that makes sense, but all of that would be a perfect troll on his part, too. Oh, totally. You have to, totally. You have to admit that. Oh, no, I know for a fact from it would a, be a perfect a, troll. From a man who is a avowed troll. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. You cry troll so many times, at some point people are going to expect it, and then when you actually show up, you're going to surprise people. Oh, I know. And guess what? That I could know. be right where we're at. We're right in the waters. They got you not sure. You know what I'm saying? So I if... know. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for all of it. Trust me. I'm excited for all of that because, again, this is the same day. We, we, we have rumors of Daniel Bryan and CM Punk going to AEW all day. Within 20 minutes of the show opening, we have a Nick Gage showing up. By and the then, end oh, of yeah. the show. Oh, oh, hold on. Then we've also got uh, here's a here's a uh, your second look at Malachi Black. Uh, yeah, don't forget about that shit happening because WWE fucked up. I love that. Epic. I love that so Huge. much. I love it. In an era where we have lived and and buckles, we've t- on and off talked about this um, stipulation as a part of your independent contract that you have with WWE. Ninety day no compete clause is just a standard thing. Three months, everybody will forget about you. But you know what? Apparently, NXT does not get the same kind of treatment because they've got people that don't make the cut, that don't stay that long, right? So when you have Alistar Black leave NXT, he moves up to the main roster. Somewhere in the paperwork, someone fucked up. It was a, it was 30 days, and they fucked up and forgot about it. <laughs> and that 30 days turned into bigger than the Lex Luger moment in the in the start of the Monday Night Wars. Yeah, that, that turned into a huge fucking moment of um, Malachi Black, which I'm still getting used to the name. I kind of wish he'd just go back to Tommy End. But I think I don't think we've heard the end of that either. I like that they addressed him as both, though. It was like, hey, look, wrestling with a fresh coat of paint. They're not going to pretend he wasn't someone else. Well, no, I think they're actually playing a, like a schizophrenic type character with him. Ooh. Like a Faces of Foley type thing. Because Did you see the, the vignette he released on Twitter earlier in the day? No. It's worthwhile. Check it out. Okay. It's uh, it's um, set in like a, 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 an asylum, I do believe, where two psychs are going in and evaluating him and he i think he straight up murders both of them but he's talking about like uh like they call him tommy and thomas End and all this and he's no no, it's malachi black like it's it's interesting it's very cool and then he had his debut later that night like no one expected that he's like oh hey alistair black pops up with a new video that's kind of neat oh shit he's on tv (laughs) whoa that was a quick turnaround i tell you what though my big excitement uh, hit for go ahead go ahead go ahead go ahead ahead. the reason i bring it up is that when he debuted you had excalibur mentioned tommy n like three times Mm -hmm. and then said this is not the same person that i remember this is malachi black so i'm wondering if they're doing a when he's saying he's tommy n when he's crazy evil he's malachi black we could be getting a two-faced thing here that would be very, very clever. I want to see unfinished NXT business in AEW now. We have Andrade. We have Malachi. Make them do battle. Yes and no, because that feud wasn't the greatest to begin with. Because, honestly. well, I think it could. No, they, honestly, I hate to say this, the, the two of them didn't have that great at chemistry. Okay, it's, I can actually, I think like, that's fair. They, 
they got a main event title match at TakeOver. That's hard to top. And that's still, I mean, really good shit. You can't really top that in modern wrestling right now. Okay, fair enough. I mean, like, you know, I haven't really mentioned NXT much, and we probably won't get into much of it tonight. But for all the shit about Raw and SmackDown being terrible and as, as fun as AEW was this week, I've had some ups and downs with AEW. NXT is still consistently my probably my favorite program. It's the one that I enjoy watching the most, but that's just me personally. I love AEW, don't get me wrong, but NXT is probably the one that I enjoy the most just because I enjoy the presentation of it a little bit more. Just, again, just completely personal. Um, but NXT takeovers are still kind of like, that's the highlight. When was the last time we had a bad takeover? You, you haven't, period. Is that even a thing? A bad takeover is better than most pay-per-views, put it that way. Yes. Um, but the two of them had a takeover main event, and it, it was it was a good match. It was a good match, but it wasn't as... It, was, it felt like it wasn't what it should have been or could have been. And I'm wondering if that's... You can't really put two people in a better position than that. So I'm kind of wondering if they just don't gel as much. That but could be. I have more plans for Andrade myself. That I want to get into, sure. Which we're for fantasy booking stuff because Malachi right now is going to be tied in with Cody. Good, and I'm I hope hope that he's writing Cody off from maternity leave or paternity leave, I guess, because Cody needs to. I feel like Cody's inching in on that Charlotte territory where he needs to take a break. Maybe not quite as bad, but it's it's a little annoying at times. Here's Cody being Cody. When Cody shows up, the show stops because the show becomes about Cody. And that's, that gets a little grating at times. That and his matches are getting to be, like, I used to call him one of the best storytellers. Now it's every match is an epic story that he has to tell. It's like, okay, calm down. <laughs> and he always bleeds. It, yes, and he bleeds like his like his blood is just like. He's trying to make his dad's head look normal. You know, And you, don't, you never go full dusty. <laughs> no. Um but uh, with my resin blades, if you will, baby. There you go. We need to get Brando on here. Need it. Anyway, um, where I wanted to go with Andrade and continuing on Wednesday night show, we have another surprise debut. The ooh, Javo! I have to do it. Sorry. Um, and I want to point out that I know I've hyped up Lucha Underground before on the show. Uh, Chavo was actually the very first match on Lucha Underground. Mm-hmm. Uh, was him and Blue Demon Jr. Chavo actually played a really, really good shitbag scumbag heel on Lucha Underground, so he's got the chops to do something like that. I'm kind of digging him as I'd rather have him than Vicky managing Andrade <laughs> in a heartbeat. Fair. In a heartbeat. That said, um, Andrade's history, what brought him to national prominence was not being Andrade, was being La Sombra down at CMLL AAA, running Los Ingobernables, the original faction, which then took off in Japan with Naito and, and Evil and, and uh, Sonata as Los Ingobernables de Japón. And then we get some interaction between Andrade and Penta and Phoenix. And I kind of want to see a new <laughs> I want to see a Los Ingobernables in AEW with those three. Because we also have a Nosim Gobernables, we have a La Faction and Gobernable faction in Ring of Honor with Rouge. You could have a global, you want to talk about Super Show, 
a super show of sorts later on down the road where you get everybody involved. I want to see De Hapon versus AEW Los Ingobernables versus La Faction Ingobernables from ROH versus the originals down in CLL or CMLL that are still there. I want to see all that shit. Give me that. I'm in. Yeah. Um, we had a bomb ass uh, uh, women's title match Wednesday night. Britt versus Nyla. Mm-hmm. Britt's actually proving herself to be what they wanted her to be in the first place. Yep. They brought her out at, uh, with the announcement of AEW to be the centerpiece of the division, and she kind of fell off a little bit. She wasn't quite ready for it. Now she has gone through the trial. She's gone through the tribulation. She's built her character. She's a hell of a better heel than she was a face. She's won the crowd's respect with her matches with Thunder Rosa. And now she is is a centerpiece of AEW. Yep. They just need to bring the rest of the women's division up. They be chanting um, DMD all the time. Mm-hmm. Speaking of chance, speaking of chance, great segue, because we also had the biggest standoff ever. Oh, I'm so excited, ever. and I need this match to really happen. Give me Sting and and Orange Cassidy all day long. You know know what made that thing? You know what made that so much better? Not just having the crowd there to do the chant and do the the screaming and everything when they hit the half-hearted kicks. It was the very end of it when Sting goes, "Eh." (laughs) does his chest pound and just going to, like the very, like a Thor, like a gorilla on Thorazine. It'd just be funny to see him and, and, and OC like, start slow like that with a slow pace and then maybe like he's like i'm gonna slap you for real once bam hits him and then it just like here's oc popping off like he does and then we get both of them at a higher level it would uh, be really fun the fun thing about that little, uh, that whole interaction do you see what was going on in the background uh no darby going what the fuck are you doing what like darby's kind of like a little emo kidding up but sting is doing this instead of paying attention to his match yeah, and if we get Darby going full, pay attention to me, Dad. Then we're gonna get heel Darby, and I could kind of dig that. It could be cool, Darby. Who, God, take a week off after doing dumb shit, man. Well, taking doing his coffin match and then coming back the next week. And, hey, we're gonna do it again against Wheeler Yuta. Beyond and Limitless Wrestling and current IWTV Heavyweight Champion Wheeler Yuta. Hey, crossing over into the indie indies. Um, I'm excited because uh, here uh, this weekend is GCW Homecoming, where we're going to get Gage versus Matt Cardona because 2022 is fucking weird. Um, <laughs> we're also getting a bunch of other shit because they're having a, the big uh, two-day homecoming show in Atlantic City. GCW, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Black Label Pro is announced for the weekend of All Out. The uh, Second City Summit, or uh, I think they're calling it Second City Summit. Um, Black Label Pro and GCW are doing a series of shows there that weekend. Fun shit. Hell yeah. Um, wrestling's awesome, bro. It's it's actually yes. getting really uh, red hot. Like yeah. It was starting to peak. I like that fans are back. Hopefully we get to keep them. I don't know how long that's going to last. I was just thinking that too. <laughs> um, but I will say fans being back makes wrestling really wrestling again. You know, you're right, for one. Um, here's another weird thing I kind of experienced with Raw. And this is one of those other things where, like, I kind of, like, it confused me and also, like, was really weird to deal with. That uh, they just started having crowds again, uh, what, a week ago? A week and a half ago. Uh, well, no, it was a week ago tonight. Uh, it was their first show back with crowds. 
uh, first show outside the Thunderdome. And I got on to Twitter and on the message boards and shit, and everybody's losing their minds over like how cool it is to see crowds again and how how like people I mean like in tears thing it was so cool I'm like I I, I didn't really feel anything. I guess for I, me I was weird. more excited and emotional because AEW's already had crowds back. Well, yes, but I mean like. <laughs> It was just, it was odd for me to see everybody's reaction like that and then not feel anything myself. And part of it's like, I feel like I normal, I feel like I normalized the Thunderdome. I watched enough of it that it didn't bother me. Like seeing the faces on screens, obviously faces in the crowd, legit faces in the crowd is better. It's categorically, it's provably better than having LED screens with people. And you'll again. never see Chris Benoit in the crowd. You might see a KKK guy because they are going to Florida. So, um. <laughs> well, don't don't slander Matt Gates like that, bro. I I can't slander Matt Gates. I'm not a 15 year old girl. Ooh. <laughs> Anywho, um, fuck him. Fuck that. Fuck all of them. I don't care. Um, Moving on. Um, it was weird because like I, it. I again, like I should care more. Like I feel like I should be more interested in this, and I'm just not. And it's it was really odd to like feel that. And like they could have stayed at the Thunderdome, and I don't know if it would have mattered to me. And I feel weird saying that. Well, I think that comes back to the product's not very good. It could be. End of the day, WWE's be. product is bland crackers, bro. I mean, they don't it have is. It is. anything clever or creative at all, and they just are regurgitating old crap over and over and over again. Like, I do want to give the caveat that the Roman Reigns program has been fantastic. That that storyline has been no. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it out. The one thing See, I don't agree I with. It. I love. I, the, love I listen, Roman. Great. The fact that one of the Usos can get yet another DUI and it that, okay, changes nothing. Nah, that bro. I had an uncle killed by a drunk driver. That shit ain't cool. It doesn't play with me. No, so, oh, absolutely so the fact that they just didn't even do anything and he's just still on TV to me is like, bro, what does that tell people? Like, let, it's let okay? Me, it's fine? Let me, let, me, let me give it a little caveat for my statement about why the story. I think the story itself, not the people involved in it necessarily the bloodline storyline, the Roman Reigns saga has been great. The idea of him being this mob boss, gaslighting his cousins into doing his bidding. You know, it, it seemed kind of neat to me that like he didn't want, he wanted them, like they were trying to win the tag titles when Jimmy first came back and Reigns didn't like clearly didn't want them to, because they would be overshadowing him. He's the only one that can be a champion. Like, Every note that that Reigns character himself has hit has been pitch perfect. I mean, pitch perfect. And to the uh, Edge feud where he tapped out a few times where it's the heel getting his comeuppance without being having to lose. Now, I don't like that they're not writing Jimmy out of the story. It should be. Absolutely should be. Could have found a way to have Edge like attack him backstage or anything. I mean, yeah, they really could have easily done any of that. They they're worried they're trying the rumor is they're trying to set up for a range rock feud at mania next year so they're piss scared of doing anything that endangers that possibility that's that's what they're getting at but i'm willing to give i'm willing to give smackdown a pass just because of reigns because that has been enjoyable um i mean hell even tonight uh i watched the very first part of smackdown um we haven't even really mentioned the fact that Cena's back that's odd 
Um, I couldn't see him. Did you catch Pat McAfee on that when uh, when he when he came back in at uh, at Money in the Bank? The music hit. Uh, there's this beautiful little sequence of moments where Reigns is uh, is staring at the crowd, yelling, "Acknowledge me! Acknowledge me!" The music hits, and Reigns' facial expression changes on a dime from smug, you know, Rocky. What the fuck? Um, you have uh, Michael Cole screaming about Cena, it's Cena, it's Cena. Cena's obviously having the time of his life. And you hear McAfee go, where? <laughs> That's the other reason that SmackDown gets a pass because God bless Pat McAfee. Um, if you've not had a chance to see, to watch SmackDown recently with McAfee on commentary, He's fantastic. It's pretty funny. He's good. Did you catch uh, a couple weeks ago? They've been doing the, this Nakamura character with uh, Rick Bugenhagen or Rick Boogs now. His uh, his guitar playing uh, manager of sorts. Are you familiar with this? No. So Bugenhagen is the guy that made a huge impact on NXT on the one show he was on by playing air guitar and the crowd like freaking out over him. He's a legit guitar player. Um so now he comes out and he introduces and plays out Nakamura every show. And McAfee reacts to it like he's watching the second coming. <laughs> so like he is standing up and like throwing water everywhere and like playing air guitar and standing on the... On the... There was one, I, th- I can't remember if it was this past week or the week prior, he got up onto the desk and was sitting on Michael Cole's head. <laughs> And like jamming out, but like sitting on top of Cole's shoulders, and Cole is just like losing his mind because he doesn't know what to do. God. McAfee is just so uncensored. I'm not gonna say uncensored, but unfiltered. Maybe he is the guy that he's on his show, which is great. I guess Cole was actually on a show not too long ago and had a really good time too. But if I can find that link to to McAfee's, I love I love Pat McAfee. I've made a point of saying that on the show before, but. That was fun to watch, and he's fun to listen to. And Biggie winning the briefcase is also the right call there too. So we got to switch um, gears and go back, though. Yeah, I do. We got to go back to AEW. Well, this is this is the ADD show. This is us getting back in the groove here, and this is me getting excited about wrestling again, which I haven't gotten to. The do Forbidden anymore. Lazy Susan, bro. We're just turning the cabinet. Um. So we've already so we left with Andrade and Chavo, and I'm trying to remember what came after that. I'm losing the sequence of the show here. I think it was main event time, bro. It may have been main event time, which was a Texas death match, which was a rematch of a Texas meth death match. Texas meth match is a completely different type of match. <laughs> <laughs> Both competitors take meth and see who lives the longest. <laughs> that may be how you get Rick Boogs. Um, <laughs> you wonder why Cody's got white hair. It's <laughs> too many Texas meth matches. Um, <laughs> God, you want Jake the Snake Roberts is going to be leading the charge. Um, is a is a rematch of a Texas death match from Wrestle Kingdom a couple of years ago that was great. One of the last matches with fans. Mm-hmm. One of the last matches with fans, and the two of them being Moxley and. Uh, Lance Archer tore it up. Tore each other up. Yes. Um, I I was faced with the, the eternal question of what is professional wrestling's obsession with Singapore Canes. 
or you know the kendo sticks. I'd love to know what their budget is for them because every ring seems to have fifty underneath them, no matter what promotion. They got to be cheap as hell, bro. Uh, you'd think four you'd to five cents for a kendo. Yeah, stick. you would think you can go get them for about uh, fifteen cents and a handshake down there. Um, That's not what they call it. If you're grabbing the bamboo down there and paying 15 cents, that's not called a handshake, bro. It's called something that's, else. That's a, that's a Singapore hand job, yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, God, I miss this shit. That needs um, to be – I want that to be the episode title, but I think it's a little too vulgar. <laughs> People be like, whoa, what did they I, get I, into this I still, I still like the Forbidden Lazy season. I still like that. We're going to keep it. We're going to keep um, it. We haven't even gotten into impact and some of the shit they've had happen recently. Um, a little bit. We, I do want to get it. I want to hit a couple things from them in a moment. But, um, yeah, Archer and Moxley tore the house down. Um, they tore each other up with forks. What the fork? With a fork. Uh, they went They went with the full uh, uh, Abdul the Butcher route. Um, and then you had Archer actually winning the belt, uh, stopping an almost 600-day reign for Moxley. Now, Granted, it's a 600-day reign because... Asterisk. COVID took up 450 days of that. But, um, and then you immediately have Hikuleo, who was um, mentioned earlier on the show as an active New Japan talent, came out. And he's a giant. He's big. He's Haku's son. He should be he's big. He's so big. He's Haku's son. And wait a minute. There's, a, there's two other Haku's sons, aren't there? Huh, I'm pretty sure they might be gods in the ring. Yeah, although I really wish Tamatonga hadn't cut his hair. I like the old look better. Yeah. But, and I'm unless I'm mistaken, I don't think they're currently title holders in New Japan. New Japan's in kind of a weird flux right now. Um, Although, putting the belt on Shingo Takagi, great move. Great, great move. Um. And shout out to Kota Ibushi, who is apparently out with uh, pneumonia of some sort. Dang, get well, yeah. Kota. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, AEW was a fantastic show this week and really was the most fun I've had watching in a while. Uh, I do want to give a quick shout out to Impact because uh, we did re- have the re-debut of Chelsea Green. Um, you had uh, Mickey James coming back, and then you had the Jay White thing finishing the show up. Uh, w. Morrissey, uh, formerly uh, Big Cass, has been tearing it up over there too. Um, <clears throat> Good Brothers won their tag titles, so you'll likely be seeing them carry some belts around on AEW soon. Um, you had uh, full blown Death Machine Sammy Callahan coming up short against uh, Omega, who is gaining a bit of a reputation for doing hardcore matches of late for some reason. Never saw that coming. <clears throat> Come on. Yeah, you did. Him and Mox had a great lights out match at the start of AEW that proved he, he could do it. He did. No, that's just it. He's, he could prove he could do it, yes. But that was one match. You know, True. And he didn't have a history of doing it prior. Now he's racking up hardcore matches like he, had, he would candy. Do you like the Lemmy look? <laughs> I do, actually. It makes him look like an even bigger douchebag. And that's exactly the way you want him to look. Now... Oddly enough, I don't look like the same look on the Jacksons because they just look silly. Yeah. But I think silly might be what they're going for because they're getting to the point where they're almost completely insufferable. Yep. Although none of them, none of them has the uh, dress for success award like Luke Gallows. 
who routinely comes out and just makes you go, what the fuck is he wearing now? Like, <laughs> oh um, yeah, I, I do want to specifically call out Nick Jackson because the, the full beard that he tried to do was really not a good look at all. And I don't even mean in the silly sense. I mean, in the sense that he looked like one of those, uh, magnetic willy willy things where you can move the yeah shaving around and they took the hair that was supposed to be in his hairline and moved it to his chin and it's <laughs> not a good look it was it, it looked very bad it, it it looked horrible and not and matt who can usually do some decent mutton chops kind of looked like hitler <laughs> or like a cross between hitler if hitler was a porn star <laughs> I'm just going to disappear. I'm just going to disappear into this microphone for the rest of the match. <laughs> now that you've said that. There, that might be a secondary episode title. Hitler, if Hitler was a porn star. <laughs> no, we're not going there. That's a gross image. That's why I'm covering my face. <laughs> we, we want to talk about Eva Marie, not Eva Braun. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Oh, I'm back. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, it's been great. Um, MLW is uh, coming around to a what they would call like a soft reboot of sorts. Uh, they've been signing people left and right, uh, including Lee Moriarty, a name that I've told you to watch out for. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of indie guys that are going to be with MLW when they do re- renew and. MLW has also signed one character, one actor that I've wanted to see get brought back for a long time, and I'm very happy. Uh, now going by Caesar Duran was uh, El Jefe. He was um, the lead villain in uh, Lucha Underground. Um, nice. Now is with MLW as a similar. I think it's uh, uh, Azteca Underground. This is new faction, but you, they're leaning really heavily. Uh, Dario Cueto is now Cesar Duran and leaning really heavily into some Lucha Underground inspired vibes on MLW, which I am here for because anyone who I'm telling you, you should be watching Lucha Underground. Hell Again, yeah. I have to get that date plug every show. Every episode. We're going to get it in there. I folks. will. I will. By God, I will carry that flag. Um, Ring of Honor has been fun. Uh, Roosh has the, t- uh, no, Roosh lost the title recently. Uh, to Bandito, uh, which is a big deal. Uh, also a big deal. Danhausen and PCO are teaming together. I'm loving it. It's very nice. Uh, very evil. Yes. Make lots of stacks of money off of you and me both, actually. Um, <laughs> he makes very many stacks of money off of us. Yep. I got my, my micro brawler in the mail the other day. Um, and I bought a shirt that says very rich, very famous. Yes. I honestly thought you were going to wear that tonight. I would have guessed. Um, well, I mean, we also, got the Bullet have, Club stuff because, you know. They did have a very interesting episode of Ring of Honor recently where the uh, Briscoe brothers fought in their barn. They had a farm fight. The two of them have been not really feuding, but they were like, they were supposed to be tag teaming together and then kind of got into a bit of a brawl between the two of them. And then their dad came out and said, no, you're going to settle this in a field. So they fought on the family farm. I think it was like one of the, like an anniversary episode of Ring of Honor or something like that. It was fun. Weird. It was cinematic and it was fun. Like he jumped off the top of a roof and did shit. Like it was fun. Nice. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything I missed. I haven't really talked about NXT. Um, 
we have a new takeover announced. Um, and without getting, well, I can get into some spoilers because the next three weeks of NXT have been taped. So we know what's going to happen. But we brought Samoa Joe back. Hey, the guy who got released, we brought him back because Triple H was pissed that he got released. Um, but he came back as Regal's enforcer. And they've teased every fucking possible match with Adam Cole, with Pete Dunne. With Karrion Cross. Cross. <coughs> to which I'm in favor of all of the above. Especially the Pete Dunne match. I'm here for that. But it appears we're going to be getting Cross versus Samoa Joe for the title as the main event of our next takeover. I hope they don't mess up this. Well, I don't know. Because... It, it's they're kind of screwed by WWE. The the botched debut of Cross is hanging over that like a like an albatross. Yeah, now you almost have to pull the title off of him to make it make some sense. Like he's on a downward well, I mean, trend. If, if well, not even that. If he's if he's getting called up, then the title's going to have to come off of him. Also true. One way or the other. One way or the other. Um, I did like the most recent episode. They got away or they got around the uh, Joe is not supposed to be uh, fighting with people must provoked, but he told Regal that he wanted the match with him and Regal said no. And then the end of the show cross did the forbidden thing and beat up William Regal. <clears throat> we also have uh, uh, Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart getting called up to SmackDown as Blackheart Knox, because God hates first names apparently. Um, and another kind of a stab at NXT because Tegan Knox had just, just literally the week before re-debuted on NXT after weeks of vignettes. So a storyline was clearly planned for her coming back to NXT uh, and then setting up a feud with Candice LeRae, who had knocked her out in the first place. So big story there, probably a takeover match. <laughs> no, you're going to SmackDown. Screw NXT, you're going to SmackDown. Um, yeah. Oh, and uh, Tony Storm. Apparently going to be going to, I believe, Raw. I think. I can't remember where they teased her at. Um, we also supposedly have a draft coming up, which could bring more people over. Um, NXT does need a little bit of a shakeup um, in terms of some of their talent because the main event scenes are getting a little stale. Cross is getting a bit more long in the tooth because he doesn't really do much. Finn Balor, make up your mind. I'm going to say something that's probably going to piss some people off. I'm not a big Balor fan. And I was happy to see him go down to NXT and get an actual character because when he left, I, I'm like Balor himself, his moveset's cool, but it doesn't really, he doesn't do anything that really anybody else doesn't do in my mind. Like he's not really, doesn't come off as that unique to me. Sure. Especially without the demon paint. The demon paint was something unique for him and they got away from that because they really embraced it in the first place. Um, but when he goes up to WWE, he has his injury issues, comes back, <clears throat> and his last run on Raw and SmackDown, he was smiling, happy, generic babyface. He had zero character whatsoever. Like his last feud with like Bray Wyatt and everything that was done halfway through, he just didn't have much character. He was just a, a babyface. Hmm. He goes to NXT and he has the Prince character. He turns heel. Um, and then it's kind of kept in a tweener limbo for a little while. But <clears throat> goes back up to SmackDown last week. Big pop, big debut. 
with the Prince logos and the Prince, you know, <clears throat> Titantron and everything. But back to the or last time we saw Bauer hand gestures and not doing the finger guns, but he's, and he had another match tonight that I watched with Sami Zayn, which I should be excited for that because both of them are very good wrestlers. Yeah. But Bauer's already reverted to that same character. There's nothing there. You can call him the prince, but he's not doing any of the stuff he did on NXT. He's not acting heelish. Maybe they maybe they're gonna make him turn. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe they're gonna redo the heel turn like they did in NXT. I hope they do. <clears throat> but it feels to me like Bauer's just gonna be another body there. And even though I may not be a huge fan of his, I do recognize that he is talented as hell. So there is reason to have him in big matches. Like I get it. Even if he's not my cup of tea, I get it. So turning him into just another baby face in the mid card does you no good. <clears throat> so I, I happy to see him come back. I think he probably would have rather stayed in the next D. Yeah. <clears throat> but who knows? It's a throat clearing party here, by the way. Yeah. We we're just getting back on the swing of things. We got to get our, 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 our vocal cords more adept to doing this but um i don't really know if there's a whole heck of a lot more to touch on we're kind of just like literally loosely getting back into the wrestling canvas and as we keep trudging on we're going to learn more stuff we're going to see more things we've got a bunch of wrestling coming up very soon buckles well you gotta think come september really september you're going to have not only all out but you're also going to have the um 90 days that we're still 90 days coming to an end yeah so then we will start to see well maybe we're going to get fandango here maybe we'll get braun maybe we'll get braun although <clears throat> i tend to think braun's not going anywhere because i think braun's coming back to wwe i don't know if you're braun Strowman and that company cut you like that don't you go no i'm not we wasting my time especially if you've got both we paul white and mark henry who were integral in getting braun over there two things a we don't know the circumstances of his release sure we, we got cut sure so it could be hey we're cutting you we're gonna we'd like to bring you back for a smaller contract the reason he got cut is because his contract was massive insanely massive yeah they were they were paying him out the ass <clears throat> because they gave him that contract at the same time that AEW was starting to pop off and they were giving everybody big 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 contracts so he may come back for a smaller contract and may just be, Hey, we're cutting you and we're going to bring you back at a lesser pay, but we still want you around. Sure. Um, and the reason I say that is because, uh, he actually had new merch come out on WWE's shop the other day hmm. after having been released. Interesting. And, <clears throat> and I think it actually said something like back and better than ever or something like that. Hmm. So I don't know if it's still there. I haven't checked, but I do know it did hit. Well, we need so definitely I, need to look into that, I guess. So I do think I get the feeling that Braun's probably going to be back in WWE. Um, there hasn't been any rumor to him going anyplace else. <clears throat> and but at this point, anything's possible. True, very true. Uh, it would be fun to see him go to New Japan and be the Brock Lesnar of New Japan again, as odd as that might be. Um, but you guys like Murphy, uh, Tyler Breeze, Ruby Riot the Iconics, they're all probably going to be coming around that same time frame. So September is really going to be when to watch things. Um, Most definitely. We may have the Brian, we may have the CM Punk stuff in between. Um, we have some of the earlier guys that got released that may 
uh, may start having theirs come up. But I know I've seen Fandango taking a couple indie dates already uh, later on. I think I think Murphy's had at least one indie date posted, but I'm not sure. Um, and there's a lot there's a lot to see where that goes. Um, obviously, the CM Punk and Brian thing is a big deal. Um, if and when it happens, we have the revolving the lazy Susan of doom or the lazy, the forbidden lazy Susan, uh, taking over. <clears throat> so we're going to start the show with me having my dog in my lap and we're going to end the show with a cat in Nate's lap. Yep. Mr. Biscuit mm-hmm. decided to claw me while I was doing the podcast. So I just scooped him up and said, you're stuck now, dog cat. cat. <laughs> uh, mine's currently, I wish I could tilt the camera around. She's leaning, laying on the couch and staring at me over there. But yeah, Lucha Pup over there. But that, I think that about wraps it up for this week. Yeah, we did it. We got out of here in a reasonable time. Mm-hmm. Now, going forward, and I, I wanted, I was going to discuss this off the air, but I think I'm not sure where if we're going to be back weekly. I'm not sure how this is going to work out because our schedules are all over the place. It could just be when an episode gets posted, an episode gets posted. I'd like it to be weekly, but we'll see. Me too. I would like to see this continue on to a weekly thing on to 105, but we're just going to like Buckle said, see, just really based on how our schedules work, it's hard being leaders in our jobs because we have to be there to lead. (laughs) That's why why we are not doing seasons. That's why we're doing the numbers. Also true. Well, bro. It won't be it, it won't be three months next time. <laughs> ah, we promise. Uh which is a funny reference to the second episode of Journey into Comics, because the second episode was three months later. Dot dot dot. Pringles. I I, I can only imagine. Not Pringles can <laughs> stuff like what usually gets brought up in our group. <laughs> Nothing to do with that, God no. Love you, Tyler. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, folks, as always, you can check out Journey into Wrestling on all the different platforms. Oh, Get us on. God. Well, just look on the screen down there. And for those of you who, it's over there. It's this way. It's this <laughs> way. I don't know which way it is. It's somewhere. It's it, Anyways, check us out on Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play Music, uh, all the different podcasting platforms. Search Journey into Comics Network. Go to journeyintocomics.com. Make sure to get us on Facebook. Watch the show on our YouTube. We love interacting with you guys. So send your thoughts, send your questions, send your complaints. Send follow the Twitter. Send, the hold Twitter, on, hold. I wasn't ready for that Twitter. <laughs> you gotta prep the man. <laughs> Twitter. Uh, so you can see Buckle say something like um, your tweet, which was uh, WWE brings oh. back John Cena, AEW New Japan cameos. It WWE brings back Goldberg. Nick Gage appears. Uh, <laughs> dude. 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 <laughs> Alistair Black. Dude, stop. Is Daniel Bryan and CM Punk. Stop it. Seriously. <laughs> like, bro, it's... it's welcome, welcome to the world of Vince McMahon, where he thinks his trump card that's going to beat beat AEW in the ratings is Bill Goldberg in the year 2021. No. And here's the thing that's really crazy to, to kind of like to kind of close on this is that um, we're in an era now too where 
everybody who has an opportunity to get signed can do something special for AEW, but you have a different world of wrestling where everybody sees this picture as let's go for, oh, my cats are deciding to go crazy. Uh, they're, they're just, all these wrestlers are really going they're for cats. the brass ring and they want to change this industry. And I think we're actually seeing some pretty cool prominent changes on the horizon. A lot of wrestlers are starting to realize that the be all end all is not WWE anymore. Well, and that's another thing I want to say is like you got to realize, and I want people to stop saying this. Just because a wrestler worked for any amount of time at a WWE does not make them exclusively WWE talent. That every time they get signed by AEW, it's yeah. oh my god, it was a former WWE guy. It's like yeah, and he was also really the bigger thing. Daniel Bryanson getting signed? I don't care about his run in WWE. It's Daniel literally... Bryanson? You knew what I meant. Brian. <laughs> Damn it. Brian um, Danielson coming back, though, is like this indie darling that got really hot on the main circuit is now going back to not quite indies, but going back to his indie heart. And that's... Here's, here's the argument against the... <laughs> AEW signing all the former WWE guys. It's because they're all former WWE guys. Because WWE Thank went you. signed every fucking warm body they could, even <laughs> even before W or AEW was a thing. They were signing indie wrestlers to NXT like they were going out of style. Yeah. Um. And to their credit, they have great things that came to NXT from it. There's some really good shit with the NXT breakout tournament that I didn't even get to tonight. But, um, when so many of those guys all get signed by WWE when they get released. Yes, they are all former WWE guys. They kind of have to be. Also, prior to AEW, there was no non-WWE. Even the Ring of Honor guys were former WWE guys. Even the MLW guys were former WWE guys. David Hart Smith, who was in MLW, is coming back to WWE. Deal with it. While we're, while we're on the topic of people on, on, on trying to squash dumb behavior, I will fully admit that I, and I've admitted many times on the show, I've spent half the show talking about the fact that I can't stand WWE's programming right now. That does not mean that somebody else can enjoy or can't enjoy it. The fact that I may not like it, I like AEW, does not mean that somebody can't like WWE. Exactly. Just somebody doesn't mean somebody likes WWE can't like AEW. Let people enjoy what the fuck they want to enjoy. The only people that you should hate are Republicans. Hey, <laughs> and we're all there. We all have agreed on the same fucking thing. Ladies and gentlemen. Let people enjoy wrestling. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. Enjoy what you want to enjoy. And fuck wrestling the pub tards. Fuck the police. Whoa, <laughs> also that. True, okay. All right, folks. On that note, we're going to dip out of here. We have been back for episode 104. It has been a great one. Yes, sir. You know what? Something hasn't happened on this show. Uh oh. Something has not happened on this show. Uh oh. And for once, I'm going to beat you to it. Uh oh. Oh, he walked off! <laughs> for Journey into, Com or Journey into Wrestling 104, I'll sign out for Buckles. I've been Nate, the pod father. This has been JIW 104, the Forbidden Lazy Susan. We'll see you guys next time. Too sweet.